Good morning. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me, I have, I believe, I actually have forgotten your last name now, Isabel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. It's Isabel Grant. Isabel, okay, thank you. I have Isabel Grant from Defenders of Wildlife. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I am doing well. It is, uh, it's a little cloudy out, but it's not too bad. Now, I understand that you have called in to talk to me about bear fences today. Now, what can you talk to me about that? Because I know Juno, we don't get too big of bears. Obviously, we get black bears down here, but it's not like up in Anchorage where you also have like grizzlies and stuff. Yeah, so Defenders of Wildlife has an electric fence incentive program and it's designed to reduce conflict with bears so garbage gardens fruit trees chicken coops things like that are all very attractive to bears they smell good they're a very easy food source Um, and so when bears are kind of continually coming into communities looking for that food and expecting to find it it can create situations where people and bears are at risk of serious harm and so the idea of this program is to incentivize people to install electric fences around their bear attractants to keep people and bears safe in the community. And then in the, why go with the electric fences as opposed to, like a, say, like a wall or something? Yeah, well, the electric fences provide both a physical and a psychological barrier. So when bears run into the fence, they receive that shock, um, and it's a very strong incentive to not return. Okay, that was kind of what I was thinking. It reminds me a bit of my... Uh days doing animal behavior labs where it's like I'm watching my subject and it has not done anything for a while but I'm sure something will happen <laughs> yeah okay and so and is that from was that a conclusion that the group came to because of like testing or how did you guys come to that conclusion as that being the right kind of deterrent yeah so this incentive program in Alaska is the sister program of defenders work in the lower 48 and so they've had the same program in the grizzly bear recovery zones around montana uh, and around yellowstone and so there's been a lot of electric fencing research coming out of that area and so that's how they were able to determine that this is a really effective and useful tool for reducing conflict with bears okay and then how long has this been a program uh, up here in alaska then the program started in 2019 on Kenai Peninsula, and it has recently expanded to include Southeast Alaska. So now residents and landowners in Southeast Alaska, as well as on the Kenai, are eligible for the program. Okay. And then I, I may have missed it a bit ago, but that's just because you, you are over the phone. And how much of a reimbursement is that through the, through the program? The program covers 50% of the total cost of defense installation and we have a maximum reimbursement amount of $500. Okay, so I mean, that's a pretty good amount to, to reimburse for a project like that. Yeah, and most people, you know, they don't go over a thousand and most people don't even need a full $500 reimbursement. Electric fences are surprisingly um, very affordable and they're actually, you know, less expensive than other types of fences, which it can be surprising. Okay. I imagine, you know, when you're talking that higher end of the reimbursement scale, I imagine that's kind of, would that be more like a business that might want to get fencing for like its dumpster or something? Yes. Yeah. That's tend, we tend to see the larger prices, the more area that you fit as well. Okay. That's sort of what I was thinking there. I won't lie. Every time I hear electric fences, my brain starts thinking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. No. And then I guess my next question really would be, 
is that the only real is that the only like bear safety thing that you guys are doing or do you have other sort of bear deterrent programs that you guys have going on yeah defenders has other projects in alaska and so that includes um, working to supply bear resistant trash containers to communities to supply food storage lockers and so those things are in addition to the work with electric fencing in alaska Okay. Now you say bear resistant and not bear proof. I'm sure there is an important distinction there. <laughs> yes. So bear resistant instead of bear proof, you know, sometimes bears can get into things no matter you know how hard we try to keep them out. Um, they're very strong, they're curious, and they're intelligent. And so um, they're able to get into a lot of things. So that's why they use bear resistant and not bear proof because it isn't always a guarantee, but it can definitely be <laughs> a strong incentive for bears not to try. Okay. And if anyone listening would want personal uh, testimony on why a bear-resistant can is still a good idea, uh, when I was living in Anchorage for a while, we had a bear-resistant can because we lived up on in, on the hillside kind of area. And what the bears did to still get into the can was they dragged it and they pushed it off of a cliff edge so the gravity forced the lock to pop open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're very creative. No, definitely. And so then what are, could you give me a couple other examples of some of the programs you've got going on? Let's see. I know recently in Seward, you know, we've done, um, this is also work with bear-resistant trash containers, um, but, you know, working with them to supply those to the community of Seward. And then I know that we have worked with Girdwood um, to supply electric mats. And so that's been done on a more experimental basis, but these electrified mats you put in front of a dumpster, or in front of maybe a doorway to something. Um, and so those will also provide a shock as a bear tries to kind of cross that threshold. Um, okay. Hearing that kind of reminds me of, um, what's the what's the thing I'm thinking of? It reminds me of how they would say, oh, sharks can't cross, you know, electrical wire because of the, the feed there. But that sounds, it kind of just sounds like you've put an electrical fence, but flat on the ground as opposed to it being a fence. Yes. Yeah. They're also sometimes called like, unwelcome mats. That kind of idea. Ah, yes. so we're going for puns kind of there. The yes. <laughs> okay. And so, and you said this, that the program is extending to Southeast. Do you plan on, do the defenders come on t- coming down to Southeast to kind of talk to folks down here more about the program? Yes. Yeah, so we have also partnered with Alaska Department of Fish and Game uh, to host a bear awareness and electric fencing workshop on Thursday, May 18th from 5 to 8 p.m., at the Alaska Department of Fish and Game headquarters in Juneau. And so that would be the building on um, 1255 West 8th Street in Juneau. Okay. And then is there a specific time for that? 5 to 8 p.m. 5 to 8 p.m. Okay. And that, I would imagine that's also free free admission. You don't have to pay to, to learn about your bear fencing reimbursement. Yes, absolutely free. You know, there's no tickets to buy. Um, there's no registration. If you're interested, um, just come on down and join us for the evening. Okay. I was going to say it would be quite funny if you made them pay for tickets and you're like, oh, we won't reimburse the ticket <laughs> part. We reimburse the fence, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at my clock here, we still have a good little bit of time. So is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that you think the, the general public down here in Southeast would like to know about that you guys are working on? Yeah, well, I think I might just touch on kind of the importance of reducing conflict with bears. Um, Because not only is this a way, you know, we can keep people and bears safe, but bears are important components of our ecosystem. You know, they help support forest growth and biodiversity, 
extreme health, and they also bring in a lot of money to the state from tourism, nature-based tourism, bear viewing. Um, so they're a really important species in a lot of different ways, and so we want to do what we can to ensure that we have healthy and stable bear populations in the area and that, you know, we're living with bears in a way that is safe for people and for bears. And so that's why programs like this are important. Okay. And then one thought that has just crossed my mind, because we keep talking about bear deterrence, I'm surprised you've not once mentioned bear spray. You've been talking about, you know, fences and those things, but nothing in the event that, you know, there is that unavoidable close encounter, you know what I mean? Yeah, so while we don't reimburse for bear spray or things like that, um, bear spray is still also a great, you know, a really effective tool to have on your person. Um, definitely everyone should be carrying that around in the summer, especially if you're recreating, you know, outdoors. Um, so definitely like a very useful um, tool to kind of reduce and prevent conflict. Okay. Then I got one more question for you about the fences themselves, and I'll let you have a, a closing comment here, which is, Obviously, with the difference, one of the big differences, at least with bears when it comes to, you know, Anchorage and the interior versus southeast is the type of bears that we're talking about. You know, southeast largely is is black bears from my experience and from living also in Petersburg. It's also largely black bears. And so how does that vary between, you know, the Anchorage, you know, you get those those brown bears in the interior as well. And now you're going to a, a comparatively smaller animal in terms of your fencing needs. We encourage you to, you know, build a fence to the standards um, for grizzly bears. It will work just as effectively for black bears. Um, and so that's, you know, you want to build a fence. It's a minimum of four to five feet tall. Of course, you know, taller is always better. Um, you're looking at, ideally, you would want a five-strand electric fence. And our program requires for reimbursement that you're choosing an electric fence energizer that has a minimum joule output of 0.7 joules and that's because of the research that's come out of Montana that's kind of the minimum power required to create an effectable and reliable deterrent Um, and that those kind of requirements don't really change between black and brown bears okay well Isabel I'd like to thank you for coming on because it looks like we are actually out of time but I think it was was fun talking with you learning about the the reimbursement for the bear fencing although I know I don't need a bear fence because I uh, I don't have a yard I will always keep that in mind (laughs) no thank you for having me on I'd love to come on and talk about the program definitely you are listening to Capital Chat on KINY and we're good